Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Amen, amen. Wow, you guys are tired of seeing me already? <laughs> amen, amen. Well, my very brief testimony is about how I've been blessed with beautiful relationships through the opportunity to be a Basenta leader. I mean, by the grace of God, while we were on, still on lockdown, like our church wasn't open, um, I was, I remember when Reverend had that, that meeting with us on Zoom, and it was called Was Center, Wi-Fi Center. So, you know, it was, I remember like when like that call came, like, oh, like Siobhan, like your name is up, and I felt that, that burden, like, like, you know, like you're not, you're not so capable to take care of like God's sheep, you know, God's love, beloved souls. So, you know, if you feel excited, but then you feel kind of sad and it's more sad than excited. But I remember like as I was um, assisting LP Anita in the Kara Center, by the grace of God, like I got a chance to learn a lot. And then she would ask me like, oh, have you called any of your sheep? And, you know, she'll mention a few names. I'm like, oh no, not yet. And I remember she mentioned, she mentioned one person in particular that, you know, this person needs shepherdorial care. And I looked at myself and I felt intimidated. Like, how can I, like, what do I have to say to be a real shepherd to this person? And, you know, I, with that step, I remember I took, a, I, I took a, that step of faith and I called. And that call, like, we were talking and it was a very beautiful, you know, conversation. It was quite long and, you know, it was very in-depth. Like, she was very honest with me. I was honest with her and it was just very beautiful. But that was only the beginning. And then later on, like when we started the Basenta system and the bustleization and the proliferation, church um, girl proliferation, that's when I started to become more active as a Basenta leader. And by the grace of God, I mean, every Thursday that we have a chance to meet, it's just so wonderful. I see myself growing in the grace. I'm no longer like looking all inwardly like oh i'm not able to preach i'm not able to share the word it's very beautiful i just want to encourage anyone here that you know just as i'm giving this testimony it doesn't mean that all things are perfect or as my perfect wish would be but don't wait until a perfect time to do the work of ministry it's an opportunity that we that uh, opportunity that we have while we're alive and the relationships are just blossoming, they're growing. Whoever I was close with before, we just have more deeper, more spiritual conversations and our relationships just get better and better. So 
you know, no matter what, just keep doing the work of God. I've been blessed with great relationships, and I believe that you will too. Amen. Thank you. So Lady Pastor Pamela, as she comes out to give a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You see, my testimony, I didn't really plan it into the schedule, so I have to be really fast. Hallelujah. But it is a good thing to testify of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. My, I will take Psalm 107. He said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Hallelujah. For his love endure forever. Two, he said, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. He says here, those he redeemed from the hand of the enemy, those he gathered from the lands, from the east and west and from the north and from the south. Hallelujah. I am here to tell my story. The Bible says, let the redeem. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank God. I'm here because uh, last, when was it? Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know one of them. I was, <laughs> I was returning from work. Hallelujah. And, you know, I got to a place a traffic light and there was, you know, inter intercession. And I didn't realize that the car on my right, you know, it's like the gas station, you know how you are going straight and somebody, someone, you know, there was traffic. So the one on the left has given the guy, you know, coming in to pass. And I didn't, because there was traffic, I didn't really realize that there was somebody coming in front, you understand? So. I was, you know, I had the right of lane, so as usual, you know, I'm going on my required speed. And then all of a sudden, what I realized was that guy coming in front of, it was just like an inch. It was just, I have never seen it before. It was like an inch. And how I swear to the right, I don't know how I did it. But by the grace of God... Hallelujah. By the grace of God. Because you know, when somebody gives you where you want to enter, so that is the speed he was coming. And I was also at my, you know, usual normal sweet rate that I was also coming. It was just like I have an inch. God delivered me. And I, I, I started shaking in the calm like, Father, you are so wonderful. So when I go, I couldn't thank him enough. When I go home on my knees, I'm like, Father, you are so... I couldn't express myself. And that day, unfortunately for me, because I took the shift, you know, at the last minute, I forgot my wallet. So as I was driving, I didn't even have any wallet on me. Can you imagine? I didn't have anything on me. And this thing, I'm like, Father, you are so, I, I couldn't express myself. So on my knees, thanking him, then I heard that, come give a testimony. You understand? Because most of the time, God does so much for us, but we sit on it. Hallelujah. We sit on it. So I promised God, I said, okay, I'll come and give it. And I said today, and then yesterday I was thinking, should I move it, you know, as usual? Father, I've thanked you enough in the room, you know, should I? And then I remembered I promised him, I said, I will come and stand in the midst of the congregation to 
thank him. Hallelujah. So let's give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. For his goodness and his mercies. For his love and for his protection. Thank you so much. Amen. Give a, clap, a better clap offering to the Lord. As the Bible says, has it not been the Lord on our side? Sometimes it's the Lord on your side that makes a difference. That inch could have been something else, but we thank God for his divine protection. Amen. Have. As Jesus, you yourself said that it's more blessed to give than to receive. As we give, may we be blessed. May you send to us a blessing that will testify that yes, your word is true. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we invite the choir? Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. And I just want to emphasize that when we go out, you're not preaching yourself. You're preaching the Savior. So have no fear. Put all fear aside and tell the world about Jesus. Amen. Amen.
hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Do you believe the song that you are singing? You are telling him that his presence, the presence of the Lord in heaven is to you. Do you feel the presence of the Lord in you this morning? Do you really feel the presence of the Lord? In fact, as the, the, the song was being ministered, did you feel something that something is moving in you? Or you were just singing the song? Why don't you lift up your hands? Begin to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Nothing can be done without the presence of the Lord. And the presence of the Lord is not looking at your past, what you have done, what you did that did not please Him, or what you have done, or what you are doing. The presence of the Lord is looking at your heart right now. Right now, as you are in this auditorium, lift up your hands. Speak in the spirit. Let that spirit sanctify you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Raskapadusia. Hey, Randina Brande Seneca Branda Labra. Father, we thank you for your presence. The presence that is with us this morning, oh God. We ask that spirit, oh God, that presence, oh God, to manifest in our lives. In our lives this morning, oh God, spirit of the Lord, have your own way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you very much, the apples, for this powerful ministration. I believe if you are a believer, one of the things that you have to believe in is the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I don't know if we can move into this pew. It looks like everywhere here is empty. If please, we can fill it up a little bit. So I want to feel you. You're too far from me. This stage is too big for me, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's way big. But I, I am really touched by the testimonies that has been given. You know, um, a testimony given by our dear sister. Last week she gave a powerful testimony for how far the Lord has brought her. And then today, it's a good place to put your hands together. And by the grace of God today... She gave another powerful testimony about relationships, which many of us take those things for granted. We don't even respect it, the relationship that God has given. I said to you last week that if this is not the church, I wouldn't even know how I would connect to Antiama from nowhere. I mean, from nowhere, neither Mama May or Auntie Millicent or anybody at all that is here. I don't know. Besides Tiwa Mofa, is she here today? Oh, Mrs. Ejekum. As for her, I grew up with her, so it's somebody that I personally would have, you know, but besides, no one here. So let's cherish relationships, hallelujah. I said, let's cherish relationships, hallelujah. And please, I want you to preach to me as well as I'm preaching to you. The louder your amen is, the more it will encourage me. As you can see, as you can see, I have four strong pastors sitting here besides the pastors you as well that you are looking at me to, to to see what is coming and what am i about to say i'm already shaking and i'm already nervous 
<laughs> so, so please help me. Help me so I can help you. Hallelujah. Thank you very much for your support. Where was I? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. What was I saying to you? I wouldn't. Relationship. Let's cherish that. If Jesus would have not come down as a form of a man to meet the disciples, I don't know. He is the God. He knows everybody. But there wouldn't have been any relationship solid as Peter would be called. Peter, upon you I will build my church. I don't even know even how he would have heard such word. Where would he have heard such word from? If Jesus would have not passed through the Sea of Galilee. He wouldn't even know who the Zebedee brothers are to use them. So please, let's cherish relationships. And let's not pick certain people because the person is doing something for me. <laughs> to, as a relationship. Everyone here, we are connected with one another somehow. By the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's cherish one another. Amen. And also I want to thank Lady Pastor Pamela for such a powerful testimony. For It's a good place to put your hands together. And please, let's remind ourselves to pray for them at the end of the service. Um, I believe what the testimony she gave is not... How should I put it? Well, let me put it this way. Every morning, the prayer that we pray... Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit deliver us from the wicked and unreasonable one and the invisible things. God calls us to become invisible to the accidents. And this year alone, my wife has had tw twice that she has had an encounter accident, near-death accidents. And by the grace of God, there is no broken bone or anything at all by the grace of God. So when we pray and we say that, let's be invisible to accident. Indeed, you are invisible to every accident. You don't know how you will maneuver, but somehow, the Spirit of the Lord will move you. The presence of the Lord will move you from you being a victimized by that car. Hallelujah. You don't believe such things. <laughs> Many of us who drive, anybody who drive have come near such. They, even this morning when I was coming, a lady was testing and driving. And I was on her side. And she keep coming to my lane and I blow the horn and she go back and I, I said, no, I need to move away. Three times it happened. I said, this is what God is telling me to move away from her. It is the spirit of the Lord that will also open my eyes to see that this one, I must also use wisdom to move away from her. So our prayers are being answered. So please, I'm saying this to one another that we are many, that we are here. Please don't count yourself from the prayers that has been instituted for us four o'clock in the morning. You need it. I need it. And every one of us, the highest form or the highest expression of humility is a prayerful person. When you believe in prayer, you, 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 you believe that it is only God that can save you. It's only God. That is the only way it will make you pray. And in fact, that tells about my message that I'm coming to preach. I'll try my best since Everybody has taken my time. I'm introducing. <laughs> Mercy on me. Hallelujah. See, I'm sweating already. It's not only the heat. Your presence here. So please laugh. Keep laughing. Keep laughing. Keep clapping. Keep encouraging. And I believe the Holy Spirit will also do 
his own part. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands. Be holy God. Everyone, stand on your feet. Let's glorify the name of the Lord. Riding of the clouds. With the hands of God lifted. Shining like the sun. Are the trumpet call? Oh, lift your voice. It's year of Jubilee. Out of Zion's salvation. Are you speaking to him? I said, Behold, he comes. The presence of the Lord riding on the cloud. Shining. Why was that? Oh, the trumpet for every voice. Come on. Oh, out of Zion. Why don't you make it your prayer? Hosiah said the day that the king Hosiah died, the Bible said he saw the Lord in heaven. Father, open our eyes to see again. Open everyone's eyes, Holy Spirit, to see you and you alone. Open our eyes, oh God, to experience your presence that is here. Open our eyes, oh God, and our eyes, Holy Spirit, to only see the spiritual things, Holy Spirit. The true things, Holy Spirit, the grace is upon us. Let our eyes behold the wondrous things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I commit myself to you. I empty myself and I ask for forgiveness of sins. My God, the sins of omission and the sins of commission. The things that I have done that has not pleased you, Father, I bow before you. And 
I commit myself and say, take hold of me. My God, please me from all unrighteousness and purify my heart. I know I am not worthy. I know I am a sinner. I do not deserve in this office, my God. But only by your grace that has kept me, that has given me that privilege, Lord, to come and speak to these precious ones whom you have called to hear your voice. Let them hear your voice, but not my voice. Speak to them as you spoke to the prophet Isaiah, as you spoke to the many great pastors who have passed through this this morning. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And let every saint say, Amen. Please be seated. It's a good place to give a clap offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, by the grace of God today, how many of you enjoy the July feeding 527 that we just preached? Which book did we use? Which book did we use? Tell them. Do you remember? And do you remember all the points that were given by Reverend Kwame? I didn't give much, but I just recap what Reverend Kwame gave. And I believe we remember those things, right? Please, you have to remember. You have to remember these things to help you, to help me to do well before God. This place is very hot, especially with the lights here. So I envy you as you are sitting down. Like Lady Pastor said, I believe God appreciates you so much. You have no idea. Knowing that <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about the auditorium that you are coming, as you are coming to hear the word of God, the sweat <laughs> that you will suffer before you leave and still come, that sacrifice, I believe God will do wonders in your life. I said the Lord will do wonders. But I want you to have faith that this is not the end of Manhattan Church. This is not our church. This is not the place that we will end. There will come to a time, many of us will walk into the church and we will choose to even wear more jacket because the air condition that is about to be blown. Karuska you don't believe such things. You see, you wonder, you said, Pastor, from where? After all these years from the Holy Cross, it has been like this. Ah, uh, you don't believe. It shall surely, surely. You don't believe that. Amos chapter 9. Many of you don't believe. Can you show me something in Amos chapter 9, verse 13? Rikatus Kabradishabra. This this particular prophet, the Lord called him to bring it to the people what they went through and what they begin to feel at the time thinking that there is no god anymore but the lord gave a word of god to his prophet and said go and tell them these words and the spirit of the lord appeared unto the prophet and said behold the days are coming somebody said the days are coming i said the days of having our church are coming your amen you see i told you i wish i'm in nigerian church you don't believe oh man why are you not encouraging yourself? I did not 
come to condemn you. Neither did I come to make you feel sad. I I came to encourage you. I said I came to encourage you. For the days are coming. Says the Lord. Not my word. But the words of Jesus Christ. He's saying to you. When the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Those who have half air conditioned churches. Those who have half all their parking lots. Those who have half churches that they can lock it and unlock it. They have their sound system blowing. God said you are about to reap over them. A plowman. The days are coming. These are not the words of God. He says, Seest the Lord. And he says, The trader of the grapes, him who sows seed, the mountains shall drip with what? Sweet wine. We will enter. And the system, coffee doesn't have to come from New Jersey to travel and far and come and lay all these words. By the time coffee enter, by the time he enter into this church, he just had to switch. He just had to turn it on. And the air conditioning is blowing. Some system is working. Everything will work for us. That says the Lord. I believe. I don't care when. I don't know when. I don't know how. But one thing for sure that my Redeemer lives. I say one thing for sure. My God reigneth. And what he has said, it shall surely. I say it shall surely. Come to pass. These are the words of Jesus Christ unto us. I believe. I said, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. With a louder, I'll believe. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, we have entered a new month. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. You're getting up and sitting down is encouraging me. Hallelujah. Last month, we spoke about tell them. It's a feeding 527, which is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 27. God wants us to admonish his words. And by the grace of God, we have a great prophet. A prophet whom the Lord has given wisdom and knowledge. Not only the wisdom, but knowledge as well. To teach and to help the gospel of Jesus Christ to the outermost. Hallelujah. Many of you, I'm not quite sure if you had the privilege to follow the Give Thyself Holy. You, what a, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. There were so many testimonies from non-UD members. None, I'm talking about non-UD, meaning outsiders. And I didn't hear much from the children of the prophet. Why? I don't know. Are they doing well? I don't know. But one thing that I know is that the outsiders, they came and testified. And testified about what God is using God's servants in the house of UD. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And all of them by the grace of God. By using the book that is written by our prophet. Why? Uh, their church is growing and our churches are not. Is it because the pastor is not teaching you well or is it because you are not listening and do what has been told? It's two. I'm not blaming anybody. 
I said, is it because the pastor did not preach well or is it because you two are not hearing? One thing that I know is that what was preached last week? Last week. How many of you were here last week? Or on the Zoom? Zoom. You can talk. You can unmute yourself and talk. How many, who can recap what was preached last week? If you were in the church, just give me two sentences that you believe that when you left here, the Spirit of the Lord touched you and you were... Say it again. The reason, the reason why you should not go away from the church. That was preached by who? Bishop Doug Howard Mills. How many of you watched that clip? Oh, so the rest, nobody watched it. Okay. So we don't know when you are not here. We don't know whether you are also on the Zoom. or <laughs> this, this, is, this is something that we need to pray about it. Please. All right. Uh, uh, it's, let's reason together. Let's help ourselves. If we really want to do well in the house of the Lord, it's only the word of God. It's two different things that somebody preaching to you and somebody hearing. And what you are hearing, what you are doing with the word of God. So please, let's do our best. Kofi, also, I think you should... I don't know if our messages were posted after the services. When... Please, because somebody will say, I was not in the church and I couldn't go to anywhere to listen to. So please, let's do our best to post our messages that are being preached. Perhaps it will help one another. Hallelujah. Because the same way we also connect with Bishop through his messages is because the messages are being reported and we get the privilege to listen to him even though we are not sitting under his feet to hear. Hallelujah. That is what it makes us connect with one another everywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Well, today I'm going to introduce a new book. Somebody say a new book. And the title of the book is, is, the book is part of the Loyalty and Disloyalty uh, series. And the part that I'm, I'm sharing today is those who are proud. You are not clapping. Now, personally, it's difficult for me to share this book with you because it's a very difficult message to preach. Since everyone is part of it. Everyone in life is part of proud or pride. Everyone. Are you, are you proud? Somebody says, no, I'm not. The one who is saying that knows. <laughs> we are trying to change. I like that faster. Thank you, Rev. <laughs> and, and as I was preparing, I was really crying. And I have to write my message. In fact, I have to, so that you wouldn't think that it's coming from, I'm making them up. Every scripture that I read, I ask God for forgiveness because I'm preaching this message to myself and I pray that you will also take something for you. But I am telling you my testimony about this message and that is by the introduction of the book. So for us to understand those who are proud, I want to define with us what is pride. That Bible talks about it. First, I found out, I, def I looked at the pride in the worldly way. Pride such word is not even only in a negative way or in a positive way. It can also be positive. It can also be negative, depending on how it's being used. So the dictionary definition of pride, it says here that is the quality or state of being proud. Pride 
is the state of holding oneself or another in high esteem. Your child will do well. You will be proud of your child. So you highly esteem of your child. And you congratulate him and say, thank you for finishing high school. Thank you for graduating from college. Thank you for having a job or being promoted. Hallelujah. Amen. So these are positive ways. True or false? True. Fantastic. Amazing. But these are the Miriam uh, definitions that Miriam Webster that gave to me. Hallelujah. Someone's pride is that they are better or more important than other people. This is someone's pride. You are better than other people. I'm introducing the book to you. And I pray that by the time I finish the introduction, you will go and read this book. Your life, your Christian life will change. Amen. In fact, things that has not happened in your life will happen, will happen before the time. Amen. I said things that you have waited for years. Pains. Singlehood life. Poverty. Sorrow. Sadness, things will change. Amen. I said things will change. Amen. Because the word of God is going to change your life. Hallelujah. Amen. We will move from the spirit of pride to the spirit of humility. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, you didn't clap. You don't feel Amen. it. Amen. Come on. So the question is: is pride positive or negative? It's both. But the sin of pride is what is affecting every Christian. Let me say this to you so that the Spirit of the Lord will speak to your heart. Pride is a sin that is so invisible to every strong believer to the point you don't even know it's with you. But it's within you, destroying your life slowly. By the time you realize it, your life is already deteriorated. That you cannot even come back. Right. That is pride. It's a serious sin that is affecting many Christians. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't know that. We can come to church with a lifted up of hands. Singing and worshiping, mm. kneeling down. And by the way, pride is not by emotions. That you can come to church. God does not look at emotions. He looks at your heart. Mm. What is within you? Because you can be generous and still have pride spirit in you. Wow. You can be nice talking to people and still have the spirit of pride. You can relate with people. You can even visit people. You can even pray for people and still have the spirit of pride in you. Are you with me, please? Yes, please. It says, it is often considered a negative force in human existence. It's often. Evelyn, what is often means? I can hear you, please. Chibozi, the microphone. Today we are talking to one another. Frequent happens. Frequent, frequently. often, frequent. It's happening almost all the time. Almost. All the time. The opposite of pride is what? Humility and a source of social finishes. Hallelujah. 
I said social friction. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does the Bible say about pride? It's what I want us to look at. Pride is not always expressed as a negative quality in the Bible. In fact, Paul, at some point, he said something to the people, how proud he is with them. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, NLT, please. It can carry a positive connotation of self-worth or self-respect and self-confidence. Hallelujah. Amen. No, Corinthians, please. 7-4, NLT. Wow. I like this air condition. 2 Corinthians, please. By faith. NLT, 2 Corinthians. All right. So, this is what Paul telling the people in Corinthians and, and please reason if you know the story about the people in Corinthians they were all in a devious forms of sins but Paul acknowledged them irrespective of what sins that they were going through and spoke highly over them so in a church when you see somebody falling short that is not a time for you to condemn the person and bring it to his face and face him and tell him or her what he has done wrong which many of us do or we are waiting for somebody to fall short so we can distance our, ourselves from the person and make the person look so bad. Take heed. I said take heed. Amen. Pride can make you do so many things and you would not acknowledge that it is the spirit of pride that is destroying you. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible said I have the highest confidence in you. And I take great pride. The pride that can be negative can be also positive. This time, it's being described as positive in your life. And Manhattan Kodesh family, on behalf of Reverend Kwame, we are spoken confidently in you that we take pride in you. Amen. Because, look at the sanctuary, how hot it is. You are still sitting down. For what reason? You could have joined any other church with fully air conditioning and still be blessed. Mm. But you chose to be here. What a blessing. So, we take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged us and made us happy despite all our troubles, despite all our heats, despite all our technical issues, despite all our sound system issues, or whatever may be. We take, we have greatly encouraged, you have greatly encouraged us, and we take pride in you. Amen. It's a good place to put your hands together for yourself. you something that a great man of God said. His name is Charles Spigeon. He described pride as an, as an all-pervading sin, a pervading sin, and he said pride is so natural to fallen man that it springs up in his heart like weeds in a watered area. That is how pride is. Many young men are not married because of pride. They are at a certain age, and now it's becoming difficult. Perhaps they are in the mind that it may not happen. 
But today, God is changing you. Amen. I said, God is changing your thinking. Amen. God is changing the state that you are in. The things that you think it may not happen. God is changing you. I like to stand He's here. Helping you me. feel the air? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yes. In your prime time, they were killing trying to see you. Then you look at your body. Aish. Then you look at yourself. Then you look at your, 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 your hairstyle. You look at your free wrinkle. LP wants me to cool down. Thank you. Put your hands together for our Amen. lady pastor. It's good to think about me. What a blessing. LP, it's vibrating. Is that I'm out? Okay. It's vibrating. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> That's how it works. Hallelujah. Amen. There, there was a time that you don't even need to put makeups. You don't have to spend time. Yet, the man will look at you mm. and approach you. Then you'll be like, who are you? What do you do? What do you have? Look at yourself. Your teeth is this way. Your body is this way. Your button Aish. is button Ghana, Ghana longer than Africa. Mm. You give all sorts of descriptions. Then you come to a certain time in your age and nobody is even looking at you. And then you wonder why. Is it the spirit of pride? Aye. Young man! You think every woman is after you. So your time, your prime time is up there. Your shoulder is this. You turn around, they are following you. You mm. turn even when, when nothing is going well with you, they're still following you. Wow. And you said, I'm not ready for you. Oh. You don't match my life. You don't match my type. There's no type of you. That, that. Then it comes to a time you are looking and you can't find them. Mercy. Then you wonder why. He said, my type is not in the church. Nice. That is always your word. My type is not. And when you say your type, he says, so where are they? Because the God of this world has blinded you. That is pride hey. for you to see. You're talking to somebody. Many of us, by the grace of God, you have it. And you did not realize that you were chosen among many women. You were chosen. You're going to say, Pastor, but how about the men? I am the one that I gave up. You did not. Because you cannot take a man to your mother and tell your mother that I'm coming to marry this man and they take the diary from you. It is coming from the man because it is the man that has chosen you. So stop talking that spirit of pride in you. Look, I am diagnosing every one of us so that God, the grace of God will find us. You're helping us. And the door will be opened unto us. Let me give you diagnosis of pride. Psalm 12 verse 3. Overconfidence declarations. I am this. I am a lawyer. I am an accountant. I am a nurse. I am a doctor. I am this. What are you? What are you? The man doesn't have nothing. So you're questioning the man. What do you do? In fact, you didn't even ask him whether he is a Christian or not. You asked him what did he do. That shows the pride that is in you. Wow. Because you have put in your title, your money, your, 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 your worldly collectives. You've put in those things ahead of what God is the one who has already given to you. Are you hearing me? Fully. A proud person you are overconfident you make certain declarations that make you feel big on your own eye hmm. 
your bank account, you, you have not married, but you have more than you can carry. So the one coming to you, if his bank account is, does not oversee what you have, he doesn't qualify. Hey, you're speaking to somebody. He does not qualify. May the Lord give us the spirit of humility. Amen. May we acknowledge him and may his spirit lead us to make right decisions. May our eyes be open in the name of Jesus. I'm not only speaking to those who are married. I'm talking to, to those who are not married. I'm also speaking to every one of us. Because we all, we all have our share in the spirit of pride. Until the day we give ourselves to God and allow that spirit of humility to speak to us, that is the day that we will be delivered from such a cancerous sin. It's a sin that can destroy your life and you would not know. Many of us, there is a chronic disease that has not been delivered because of pride. Many of us are struggling financially. You are working, but you don't see the fruit of your labor. It's because of pride. You have not acknowledged that it is the Lord that has given you the strength to make what you are getting. You think it's because of your intellect, because you went to four-year college and did your master's and did even your doctorate, and that is what is producing for you. But let a disease, a sickness catch you. Whatever goal you think you have made, whatever money, whatever car, whatever brand name clothing can never change your status. Except Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Except him. level and acknowledge and go on your knees and lay yourself on the floor and say Lord I am nothing I am nothing oh God everything that I have is from you everything that I have acquired is from you so give me the grace the grace oh God for the heavens to be open unto me that is when you begin to have your breakthrough church Manhattan Kodesh family God have great things for us but let's destroy that spirit of pride Let's stand and allow that word, the spirit of God, the grace, the spirit of humility. Let's allow the spirit to minister unto our heart. We will begin to see heavens being opened to us. Every great man of God that I know, the one that I know closely is Bishop Doug. If you really want to know this man, study his humility. Study his humility. He's a very disciplined pastor. And unfortunately, when you are disciplined and when you are decisive, people consider you as pride because you have not understand what pride is. You think pride is somebody who dresses and carries himself in a certain way. Somebody who's, but there is a way that your heart can be puffed up. It is my prayer that the spirit of pride by the power of the authority of Jesus Christ will disappear from Manhattan Kodesh family in the name of Jesus Christ. It is every touch, every touch that is evil. That is pride. You may, you may head down this evil act. Trust me. You may even try to hunt this pride down. And you will come out in a month. And you're thinking that you are doing well. But he has not gone. He is still lingering, waiting for something to happen. How can you test that? 
Let somebody step on your toes, how you react. Let somebody say something negatively about you, how you will respond. Let somebody make a comment that you don't like. Even in a casual conversation, when somebody is trying to say something that you don't like, you become defensive. That you, you shut the person down. Then you tell the person, let me talk. Let me, no, 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 I'm not going to let you continue. Let me talk. That is pride right there. Am I diagnosing somebody? That is pride right there. And these things hinders our blessings from the Lord. These are the things that takes our blessings away. And many in the Bible, these things have happened to them. And because of that, the end result, even to the point when God called men of God to anoint them. You cannot say that the, the father of this church or prophet or, or prophet Doug or anybody else have laid oil on you and that spirit of pride cannot enter you. Don't be deceived. And many charismatic Christians are like that. They believe they are born again. They believe they give their tithe. They believe they pay, uh, uh, they give offering. They, give, they believe that they support the church. And because of that, they think they can say anything they want to say or they can do anything they want to do. But what they didn't know is that Satan is creeping in gradually and making you become like a Vashti, like Nebuchadnezzar, like Satan, Lucifer himself. Pride is a sin that is what? With a thousand lives. It seems impossible to kill that spirit. It, is, it seems so impossible, but these things can open, can, can be seen when you begin to deep dive into the word of God. For God to open your eyes to see because it's a hidden sin. It creeps in into your life and you think you are doing the right thing. But ask yourself, ask yourself, why have you not received the blessings of giving as you've been given your tithe? Why windows of heaven has not opened to you how supposed to be? Why have you not been married? Why the woman has not come to you to say that, or you have not been able to approach the woman, or why the man has not approached you? Because there are blessings that come from the Lord that if it's not happening, that means something is wrong. And that thing that is wrong with us, you are not fornicating, neither are you, even if you are. Yet God overlooked these things and still opened doors for us. I said, God overlooked what? Luke 18. You don't believe what I'm saying. Luke 18. Look. Diagnosis of pride. Just in case you don't know. Number one is overconfident declarations. Number two. Comments that forget the grace of God. Comments. Charlie, how are you? Oh, Charlie, I'm well. This job that I've gotten by the grace of God, all is working fully. This work I've gotten, all is working. It's working fully. I've forgotten the grace of God. We are who we are by the grace of God. We are saved by His grace. Church, let us understand that grace and tap into it. It will diminish the spirit of pride that is in us. Let's change our statements. High-sounding statements. My God. High-sounding statements. Now, let's look at this guy, verse 14. Now, verse 1, remember I told you earlier that the, 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 the highest expression of humility is a prayerful person. 
reason is that verse 1 says that men ought to pray sometimes. Every other day. Every other week. Always. What is always means? All the time. So, it's for every believer to pray always. You wake up, you are praying. You're cooking, you are praying. You are blessing your husband, you are praying. I have a friend. <laughs> Reverend, I have a friend. Very spiritual. Fully loaded. Very anointed. Somebody say my towel is big because I'm sweating like I'm taking a shower. <laughs> I need a big towel too. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together. Help me. This guy, he can pray. When you talk about prayer, he can pray. In his singlehood, everywhere the guy was praying, everywhere, he got married. And on the honeymoon, this one I spoke to, the, the wife was the one who called me from there. He told me to talk to his, her husband, that Charlie, I'm, I just want to be calm and pray. The prayer is making me nervous. I said, why? He says, do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear? <laughs> the man went, you know things that happens in honeymoon? I am telling you, LP said the, the, the kids are here. They know better than you. They know more than you do. Which children are here? And the man, the wife called me and said, Pastor, please, I need to have fun. I said, Ah, you're on the honeymoon. What kind of fun do you want? He says, Pastor, my husband took his clothes off. He came to bed and on the bed, he's rubbing his hands in a certain upper quadrant area. And what I'm hearing is that Kaduskaba. And he says, My dear, we are having fun. He says, God is here. God is here. <laughs> now, now, no, with all joke, I'm preparing a message that by the grace of God, one day I have the privilege to share. And I'm praying that Reverend Kwame is trying. We are working with the team to figure that out one day we can have couples night or couples day. Like let's say weekend, one weekend, Saturday, the whole day, only couples. By the time we come back, we are refreshed and your marriage will be fire. I say fire. Be ready for that. It shall surely come to pass. The highest form of worshipping in the realm of the spirit is sex. Oh, women, you are, you are quiet. Why? You can't say amen to that. Hey, it's only Reverend that is married here. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are all over. And the Bible said that it pleases him when Isaac married and when he sent his wife. It pleases the heart of God. What does that mean to him? It's not your prayer. It's not your fasting. It's not your worshiping. It's not that. It's in you being married and being touched your breast and your bottom and your other things being massaged. So if yours, 
if yours has not been massaged, pray to God that God will find somebody to massage it for you. <laughs> you are not clapping because you don't believe in these things. I said it's not part of my message, so I cannot read certain scriptures to show you. But songs of Solomon, I have a lot of scriptures. When when the Lord opened my eyes to this, I decided to deep dive in and find out why does it please God. And it's only it's it is only for marriage couples. That is why it is the highest form of worshiping to the Almighty God. Is somebody hearing me? So if you are a man. If you are a man and your wife touch you and you say you are tired, I wonder what kind of man are you? I wonder. I wonder what kind of a man are you? You are a dead man and Jesus is resurrected. So every death situation in your life must be resurrected in the name of Jesus. And if you are impotent, come, let us pray for you that God will give you the power of strength. To worship him in Jesus' name. Now, please don't don't deviate my message. Let's go back to my message. <laughs> Luke 18, verse 14. I was telling you the high what sounding statements, sounding statements, and statement that refuses and reject instructions are the diagnosis of pride. Let's see one of them. Luke 18, verse 14. The Bible says, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, return, oh, go back to 13. Go back to 13. The book of Luke. Holy Spirit. 12. Let me see what is 12, please. Oh, 10. Okay, this is good. Now let's see this how pride is. Many of us fall into this situation. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you. Remember, the prayer of thanksgiving is a powerful prayer that breaks through every, many things. When you pray a prayer of thanksgiving, it does, in fact, God hears your voice. But listen to this. He began the prayer with a prayer of thanksgiving. He says, I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else. High statements. Very high statements. For I don't cheat. I don't sin. I don't commit adultery. I am certainly not like that tax collector. Can anybody testify for such things, such prayer? That you feel that you are born again, you give your tithe. In fact, I like this guy. He said, <laughs> he tithe. Hey! He tithe. Twice. He, he fasts twice. Let's continue. 
I fast twice a week. I give you tenth of my income. That means every income, everything he possesses, he give one tenth. So you can pay tight. You can tell that there's good thing about this guy. If we have two members in a church like that every week, we fast twice. I believe the fire of the Lord will move in our midst. The Holy, the Holy Spirit will be hovering over us. Fasting twice a week. That means there's something good about him. Which many of us do. Our, in our prayer, there's certain things, declaration that we make that makes us look that sound like we are very good people. But hear this. Verse 13. But the tax collector, somebody said, but the tax collector stood at this a distance. He was even afraid to come near. I remember when I joined the church in um, 42nd Street, upper room. That was the day Apostle Joel was taking over from this church. When I first joined Lighthouse. It was my brother Ray who invited me. And when I came, Bishop Bishop Eddie preached and he made an altar call and I responded to the altar call and when I responded he asked me young man who invited you and I pointed to my brother <laughs> and I said my younger brother is the one who invited me then he said from today this man then was pastor Joel this man will be your pastor uh, I mean, I didn't feel. Look, when you become born again, nothing, there's nothing new changes you. You just say, I'm born again. So, uh, and I have been born again long ago. I backslid. I've been born again several times. So this time, there's nothing new <laughs> that I was feeling. But somehow, somehow, when I went home, I received a call. Then was a lady who used to work for UN. I forget her name. What's her name? Yes, Mercy. She followed me. Hey, what a follow-up. I think that's what it touched me to become a follow-up member. The lady keep calling. And I was getting upset. So some of you whom we have been calling you are upset. It's okay, but let allow us to talk. So she keep calling and calling. And she told me that she wants to visit. I said, visit where? <laughs> he says, you're home. I said, ah. Why? You, you, you don't have place to live or you need help? Small church I came to visit with my brother. You, you, why are you following me like that? Why are you doing this? And the, little that did I know, one day I was there and Apostle Jewel appeared just like that. This time I opened him. This time I opened him. He came. As soon as he entered, he took his shoe off. He says, hey, I can't walk. My house then was no children. White carpet. Nobody come to my house with a shoe those days. You see, high, 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 high statements. High statements. You touch my glass, I tell you, take your hands off because I don't want no fingerprints on my glass. I want it to shine. Hey! I walk alone. Hey! And when he came in, we both sat on the floor because we were so comfortable. Then he, he told me, Young man, I was like you when I was single. And it's true. I went to visit him. Then Zoe was the only child. And Zoe had come to touch the glass. As soon as Zoe left, I saw Apostle were taking towel and wiping. I said, ah! So I'm not the only one that like to keep clean things. But what I'm trying to tell you is what I am reading here. That the Bible said that, but the tax collector stood at distance and dare not even 
lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. When they came to visit me, then they start questioning, who is my, do I have a beloved? I don't understand what a beloved is. I have girlfriend. That, you see, she's adding S to it. <laughs> so, he asked me, do you have a beloved? He's a Christian, so he assumed that maybe. And I said, yeah, but she lives in London, so we see each other every other month. And she, he said, you travel to London every... I said, oh, she just left. He said, where did she stay when she came? I said, but where are you sitting? <laughs> That's, uh, it was Apostle Jewel. I mean, then he was a Pastor Jewel. So me, I didn't... And I'm cl- uh, no clue in Lighthouse, whatever they are. Their protocols are. They are fine protocols. <laughs> so I said, every other month, he says, so when are you leaving? I said, she just left, so next month I'm going. He says, can I be your friend? I said, of course. Why not? When she said that, then I started going every Sunday, but I was not doing nothing. I come, as soon as the church is over, I leave. Then they reported me to my brother, Raymond. That's your brother, why he comes to church? And I was the one driving. Ray was not driving then. Why does he leave you? He says, pray for him. He is the one that led all our brothers to Christ. And now he's no longer doing it. Pray for him. Something good in him. And I believe God will turn his heart. That was my brothers. And little that, in fact, the day that I came to church, a night before, I went to a, club, a, a party. And I was very uncomfortable at the party. Something happened. I don't know exactly what happened, but I was very uncomfortable. You know a place that when you enter, sometimes you don't feel like you want to be there anymore. When I came home, 3 o'clock, my brother was in the bathroom praying and hearing my name. Lord, turn the heart of my brother. Then he mentioned Nanadangwa to you. Where the enemy has taken him from, Lord, return him, restore his life. I hear this from Reverend Ray. When I came home, and that is the day that I left a note. Please, when you are going to church, take me with you. And that is the day I also regave my life to Jesus Christ. Became reborn again. So Apostle Jewel said, I have a work for you. And I said, what work? He said, but before that, I want you to find a beloved. Then, hey, lighthouse. Then those days in Holy Spirit, many young girls, hey, my God. Singles, all over. Including some of you who are still single. Because you, you didn't, you have not listened. And when he told me, Charlie, open your eyes and sh- sh- shine your eyes. <laughs> and he himself selected some women. Do you know what I told him? Do you want to hear what I told him? Abinam Mankusa, your yes is very loud. Let your amen be louder than your yes. <laughs> The Bible said that they have the itching yes. <laughs> so when he asked me, which one and all this? I said, I said, do you, do you want your church to go well or to go down? <laughs> he says, young man, what do you mean by that? I said, <laughs> I said, I am too 
these people are too holy for me. And I don't want to contaminate any one of them. So please, leave me. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to help you. I said, please, don't try me. I, I, I was talking to him. That is how I became very close. Because I was very open. Nothing was. To the point one day he came to visit me. I didn't open him. And you know, it is the spirit of pride. That calls us to make certain. You know, no, no, it's pride. Until when the spirit of the Lord opens your eyes to see what the humility because any humble person and you see somebody at your door you will open to even ask why are you knocking perhaps the person needs help but your pride will tell you you are busy you are that you are this don't open many of us we see pastors phone call you don't even answer and other churches pastors will not give you you even call the pastor you won't get through him you will get his secretary and his secretary will never disseminate the message neither would he deliver the message to the pastor but this is the church that you see pastors call. You think he's asking you why you didn't come to church. Why this? Why that? True or false? You got to believe in the words of Jesus Christ. He says, this is the, look, at, look at the guy's prayer. He says, instead, he beat his chest in a sorrow. Another version said, he even held his breath to the point he didn't want to even speak. And he said, oh God, Somebody say, oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. There is not a day, many of you can attest to it, if those who join the prayer uh, 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 in the morning, there is no day that we have prayed that we have not asked for forgiveness. You have to pray every day. Whether you think, Bible says that if you said you, are, you, are, you have not sinned, you make God, God a liar. So don't, make, don't add more to what you have already done. The guy said, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. Continue. He said, I tell you this, this sinner, not the Pharisee, return home what? Justified. Before who? God. For those who exalt themselves will be what? Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Will be humbled. You would rather want to be humbled for God to exalt you rather than you exalting yourself and being humbled. Because when God chooses to humble you, the whole world is against you. Everything about God is against you. If God that resists the proud begin to fight you, Bible says that God resists the pride and give it what? Grace to the humble. That means if God, I mean if a man is fighting you, you can go to God and pray and say, Lord, Turn this man hard to you to change from what he is doing. If the man is trying to cheat you, you can go to God. But when God himself is fighting you, who are you going to go and pray to? If God is fighting you, everything is against you, including favor that you need, including the blessings that you need. The blessings will fight you. So you humble yourself for God to be merciful. You need to every day go on your knees and pray to God and say, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me my sins. Forgive me for what I have done. Even if you think you have not done nothing, be humble. I'm not talking about you just saying it in vain glory, but from the depth of your heart, speak to Jesus and say, Lord, because of me, somebody like me, that's why you came from heaven and died for me.
pride will destroy you. Pride is, view, is viewed as a great sin and a rebellion against God because, wow, because it pressures to possess, possesses belong to the excellence and the, sh- and the glory that belong to God. Which means, when you are, when you are proud, you speak highly over yourself. Now, the word highly is only belongs to God. It's not for a man. Hallelujah. So anytime you begin to speak, I, I am this, I am that, I have this, I have that. You are taking the glory of God onto your life. That is why if you're a man of God and you pray and something happens to somebody, you don't take the glory. You give the glory unto the Yeshua Hamashiach. I give you a testimony and give you two people and we'll be out of here. I have my time is up. There was a young lady. There was a, a young lady who came to this church from another country. And a pastor from that country called me and told me that, Rev, there's a lady coming, but please, pastor, I want you to pick her. She doesn't know anything, but I want you to pick her and bring her to church. So the day that we were coming, I told my wife, and we left a little earlier, we picked her, we started bringing her to church. And whilst we were coming to church, she started talking about so many issues. And at some point, I can see from her heart that she's really worried, crying daily, every day. So we prayed, and I brought her to Reverend Kwame and myself, and we started talking and discussing things. So every day, every night, we will pray. We will pray. And she's worried about how is she going to work. She was a student. She was doing her master's, but things were not in place for her. So one day, I was praying. The Spirit of the Lord ministered to my heart to pray for her and tell her that God is going to offer a job. And that day, we were on the prayer line praying. And I, made, I announced her name in the prayer that God has spoken to me about this lady, that there's a door that is open unto her, but there are many adversaries. And it's a door of uh, 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 work. The lady was not on the prayer line that day. But right after the prayer line, 9 o'clock, when we finished, 9 o'clock, I received a call from her. When she called, she was very exuberant, talking, laughing. And I said, what's going on with you? I don't want to mention her name because she really wants to testify about this. But because of this, that's what I'm trying to show you something. The spirit of humility, what can do for us. She called and she said, Pastor, guess what? I have gotten a job. I said, really? She says, yes. But I don't have papers. But they said, they don't worry about the papers. You go for the interview. Go in the name of the Lord. And I said, do you know something? I had a vision. The vision was that I dreamt that the lady, I dreamt that the lady, the lady has taken offering. And in the offering, he went and sold into the life of Bishop Dark. That's the dream. That's why I was sharing on the prayer line that day. And when she sowed that seed, Bishop Dark did not acknowledge her at the time. When the lady sold the seed, because she was the only person that gave seed. But whilst we were about to close, in that dream, Bishop Dark said, There's a lady from Manhattan Church, and mentioned her name, that I pray for her, that God will bless her. That was the dream. That's the dream that I dreamt and I shared on there. So I testified about that dream. And the same lady called me on the same very day, telling me that she's gotten a job. Are you, are you seeing the connection? The Bible said that King Hezekiah was sick. And the Bible said that Hezekiah went to the upper room and prayed and asked God to add more years to his life. And the Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord revealed to the Isaiah. And the Isaiah spoke 
and called Hezekiah and said, The Lord has added unto your days that you will live. The same thing came to pass. But Hezekiah, pride came to Hezekiah. I'm telling you about the spirit of pride. This lady, when I told her she went for the job, then in the job, one day I was praying and I was told, in the same dream, I had another dream, and that lady has fired from that job. But another job opened for her, and that job was what was going to do her papers for her. So I didn't tell her that. So I was there, and she lost that job. She was worried. I said, the same God who gave you the job, the same God. Because in the dream that I had, I heard a scripture in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. A door, an effectual door is open, but there are many adversaries. So the lady, after she told me that she has fired, I, I chose to pray for her, but not telling her. And I said, your second job, by the grace of God, they will help you with your status. And you will not go for interview. Your green card will be mailed to you. I declare this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Three days ago, that was Friday, I was at home. I just finished praying. And I was sitting on my computer working. My phone rang. I haven't heard from her for a long time because she has not been coming to church. She called. She was so excited. I was even sharing with um, Siobhan because I wanted her to do something for me. I said, do you remember this lady? She said, yes. I said, I was talking to her and she keep laughing. She said, Pastor Nana, I'm laughing because you don't know what I'm about to tell you. I said, I know what you're about to tell me because God has done marvelous things for you. What I told you that you will receive your green card in the mail has come to pass. And you have not even received it yet. But it will come to you because it's in your old address. He said, how do you know? And indeed, that was what he wanted to tell me. To God alone be the glory. I said, to God alone be the glory. To Jehovah alone be the glory. To El Shaddai be the glory. Because the impossible things can be possible so long as you believe in the name that is above every other name. That at the mention of that name, heavens will be opened unto you. The lady said, Pastor, my sister called me and said, we have received your green card. When was the interview? She says, How? And she said she was there and the Spirit of the Lord ministered to her. The pastor prayed and said, your green card will be mailed. Let me tell you something. Not because I have prayed. Not because I'm something. Because he believed in the prayers that prayed. And she tapped into that anointing. It is the anointing that makes difference. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the work of the Lord. Because for me, I am nothing. Like Isaiah said, I am also have what? Unclean lips. Church, let's believe in the name of the Lord. And God himself will help us stand up onto your feet. The spirit of the Lord will help us to overcome it. The spirit of pride. Let's humble ourselves and tap into the anointing that God has placed in our midst. In this auditorium. For we serve a living and a mighty God. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I want everyone to lift up your hands and begin to pray. By submitting yourself unto the Lord. The prayer of Humility is not a prayer to pray for. It's a way of working within yourself. Many of us pray that God gives us the spirit of humility. But humility is the act of work. You need to work on yourself and you need to accept everybody as they are. By giving yourself to them. Considering one another. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. The greatest danger of the spirit of pride or the sin of pride is that 
it keeps our eyes on ourselves instead of on God. Many of us, our eyes are on ourselves alone. Our eyes are not on the Lord. Our eyes are on ourselves. Everything that we do is because of what we can get. We even come to church because of what we can get. You don't come to church because you think about others. But the Bible wants us to consider one another. How can we overcome it? Everyone lift up your hands unto the Lord and pray and say, Lord, ask God to work within you. How you can humble yourself before his eyes that the blessings of God that has been destined to you will come to pass. The marriage will surely come to pass. I can tell you for sure unless you want to be eunuch. But if you are not chosen to be eunuch, believe in the name of the Lord and trust his word. God will surely, by the spirit of humility, God will provide for you your partner. God will provide for you. God will heal you. That sickness that you think is chronic, let the spirit of pride, my God, come out of you and allow the spirit of humility. Let's humble ourselves. The Bible says that God, God resists the pride and giveth grace to the humble. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, Ramahandus Libra. Every prayer, let your voice be heard in the realm of the Spirit in the next two minutes. I want you to pray from the depth of your heart. Speak to God and say, Lord, grace. May I receive that spirit of the dust collector who said that he is not worthy. He is a sinner. Let the spirit of that dust collector come over you. Oh, yes. Holy, holy by pride, come at what contention is only the only thing, nothing else. It's only by pride that come at contention, nothing else, absolute nothing. The Bible says holy, holy pride, holy pride. In Proverbs 13, verse 10, Bible said that only pride cometh, cometh contention. But with the what? With the well advice, one wishes. Let's have wisdom and allow the grace to speak to us. That God will humble us. Oh, it's my prayer, church. It's from the depth of my heart that we will humble ourselves for the spirit of the Lord to dwell in us. That the grace will abound. Oh, yes. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless everyone that is here. Who have come to hear your voice. My God, that our attitudes, yes, our ways, yes, the way we talk, the way we approach people, the way we receive people. Father, may we, do, may we not do things because we want to please the eyes of man. But may we do things to please your heart, Holy Spirit. In our marriages, let us... Humble ourselves to respect one another, to speak highly over one another. But let's not, let's not be little or be diminished. Others, but my God, may our homes be a peace, a place where we can dwell it, that there will be love. My God, my that the heavens will be open unto us, church. Open yourself. Yes, Lord. Perhaps you've been accusing your husband or you'll be accusing your wife. But take a look at your own self. 
and look at your ways, your approach, the way you talk, the way you present yourself, the way you make things, the way even you lift up your eyelids and your face is to him. It's a sign. You don't talk to church member because he has done nothing to you, but you don't like him. It's the spirit of pride that hinders our prayers, hinders our blessings. May the Lord humble us, all of us. May the spirit of humility be hoover over everybody that is here. Yes, I pray that the wind of the Lord of humility yes, will hoover over you in the name of Jesus. Take that blessings right now over your life. Take it to your home. Take it to your marriage. Take it to your children. Take it to your workplace. Ah, in the name of Jesus at your business, receive the spirit of humility. That the blessing that comes in it will be unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, that we pray and let every saint say, Amen. here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior I want to give you this opportunity this privilege to lift up your hands wherever you are and I will pray for you it is the spirit of pride I will not let anybody close your eyes because we are not ashamed of the gospel with all eyes being opened if you are here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal savior wherever you are lift up your hands and I will pray with you I've said a word of prayer unto you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace that has turned all of us, my God, to connect with the body of Christ. May that grace continue to be upon us that we will tap into that grace and grow in your worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.